1: Hola familia, this is your girl Olaliz Jasmine, and y'all are listening to Hello Latino. I think we can all agree that we need more dynamic, three-dimensional stories about Latinos. And the only way to really do that is by having Latinos at the table writing these stories. And that's why I'm excited to introduce an award-winning Emmy-nominated director, illustrator, storyteller, and NFT artist, Susie Jaramillo. Susie is a proud Venezuelan who wanted to pass on her culture through language, but she found that there wasn't a lot, if any, bilingual content for kids, so she was part of the solution. Susie currently serves as the president and chief creative officer of Encantos and is the creator of Canticos, the number one bilingual preschool brand designed to help children become kindergarten-ready in two languages. Her stories are... Beautiful, brilliant, captivating, diverse, and most importantly, representative of the culture. Let's get into this conversation, de una Well hi Susie. (laughs) Like we didn't talk before this. Hello. I know. Hola Dallis, how are you? Hola. I'm good. I am so happy that you're here and so excited to jump into all things Susie Encantos, Canticos, my nephew's new favorite app, but we'll, we're going to talk about all of it. And as I do on this show all the time, I ask and I start with the same question. I want to do it with you too. And it's how do you identify and why?
0: That is such a good question. So I am an artist I am a storyteller, and I am a Latina. I consider myself to be a Latina creator in the film and animation space and in the, you know, illustrated world space. Um, I love to create worlds that enchant and inspire kids and do them in lots of different kinds of mediums.
1: Yeah. Oh, we're going to talk all about those mediums. Before I go into, (laughs) into your story, your Latinidad, your identity, I want to talk about this identity of being a Latina creator and a storyteller because I consider myself the same. I'm a Latina creator. I love to create spaces, experiences, not artistic like you. That's something I wish I had. But <laughs> I think this is a topic that is so important to me just because I want more of our people to be out there creating and and doing something that they love and putting things out into the world. I want to know about your journey in being a creator, wh- where did that love for creating worlds start for you?
0: So that's such a good question. So I, you know, I, I grew up. So first of all, I should say that I'm I'm Venezuelan, Ecuadorian, American. So my my mom is half half Ecuadorian, half Irish. My dad is a hundred percent Venezuelan, and I was born in Venezuela, came here when as a baby, and then kind of grew up for a chunk of my like tween years in Venezuela, and then came back and so I'm very Latinoamericana and at the same time very American and very influenced by the different aspects of u s hispanic culture and so i I consider myself it's it's como you you take it all in right yeah. <laughs> you take all it the american Latinas. influences yeah. see sí, pan latina pan latinidad all of it it's like i kind of i see um I see Latinos here in the United States as like almost we we are in an amalgamation of Latino identities, because even though we have we have one particular source, we are so heavily influenced by all of these other, you know, cultures like Latino cultures here in the United States. And that's absolutely informed who I am. And I think it's also that um, you know, people who aren't Latino, they see us as one thing.
1: Oh, that, <laughs> you <too>. know, yeah. <laughs>
0: And so it's like, all right, I'm, I'm going to take what I love about all of our, you know, wonderful different cultures and I'm going to absorb it. And I'm going to use my talents, my skills, which for me, it's, it's mainly artistic. I, I draw, I paint, I love to make characters, I love to tell stories. And I'm going to create worlds that I haven't seen that I want to see. Because I've always felt that I love our culture so much. It's so rich, it's so beautiful, it's so fun funny and magical and I don't see it enough and when I when I when I do see it oftentimes it's too cautious or it's 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 very
1: you know, bland, one-dimensional right? right yeah See,
0: very one-dimensional I haven't so uh you know I'm driven to sort of create rich lush worlds that really kind of showcase all of our flavor if you will mm-hmm mm. <laughs>
1: and and what about the children's space? Because I feel like one of the things I love about Encanto, Canticos, is that it's geared toward young, it's geared toward, like, niños, niñas. Uh, as we say on Honduras, cipotes, guirros. <laughs> geared toward, <laughs> geared cipotes. toward those. Cipotes. Cipotes. <laughs> it's geared toward them. And I think because I grew up in a, I'm also Americana, right? Like, Latina America is so much of my identity, but grew up in an immigrant household where I was the only one. Me and my brother were the only ones out of seven that were born in the US. And both wow. from Honduras. Uh-huh. And growing up in a home where you speak Spanish only and then going out into school and speaking Spanglish and then going out uh-huh. to college and then speaking just English, like so so much of language is so important to my family. And that's how they preserve la cultura, right? Like preserving claro. Latinidad. And I think it's so beautiful because my nephews struggle a lot with speaking the language. Like they, they're like, I mean, we we laugh at them because I'm like, "¿Quieres pupusa?" And they're like, "What's pupusa?" Right? Like they have no idea like <laughs> what some of these words mean. <laughs> and, and what was so beautiful was when I downloaded the Encantos app. And I gave it to my nephew, who's two years old. His name is Elias. And he is in love with Encantos and was scrolling through. He was showing his little baby brother, que tiene como unos seis meses. He was showing him some lullabies. And I think it's just beautiful because it's bilingual. And it's almost preserving the culture in that beautiful way, too. Like, I I just want to give you a shout out. But what about this world of creating stories for kids pulled you in?
0: So uh, it, it all started. Um, so it started with the, the idea behind canticos, right? Because, um, you know, I'm, I was having kids, right? And in the United States, and I couldn't find board books that kind of like represented the, like, the wonderful songs and nursery rhymes that we grew up with, like Los Bollitos y Un Elefante Right. And, you know, and, and I really wanted my kids, like, I'm like, okay, my kids are gonna be born in the United States. I want them to grow up proud of being Latin, and i want them to grow up not resisting the language but embracing the language right and there really are few few resources out there that celebrate our culture and give me tools to help them learn the language right and so i would go to i would travel a lot in latin america because at the time i was working uh, um, i had a latino agency and we traveled a lot to latin america to shoot and every time like argentina mexico colombia i would always buy books but the language used in these most of these books it a tan complicado because it's like rimas infantiles from like the nineteen twenties and thirties and forties and with like really kind of archaic Spanish that for me as like I'm I I'm a weird kind of second I'm second I'm kind of second generation Latina in the sense that I'm in, I'm English dominant even though I was born in Venezuela right um, so it was I was like wow this is so like it's so cumbersome to read for me, right? I wanted something that was more accessible for second-gen moms and also easier for kids to learn because when you learn Spanish in Latin America, they just throw the big words at you right out of the gate.
1: Right,
0: right that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 no. Let's, let's make this easier for kids to learn and for parents to learn. And then also, like, I'm a, I'm a student of Disney, right? I, I grew up studying Disney and everything that he did. And I saw how he created worlds out of stories that had existed for like forever. But he didn't do that for our Latin culture, right? And I was like, oh, opportunity. Right, right. <laughs> so I decided I'm going to take this wonderful, you know, intellectual property, this IP of, this, of all these wonderful nursery rhymes that's out there that nobody has really created a world with. And I'm going to create just a wonderful world. Starring these cute, snuggly, adorable chickies, Los Pollitos. And because something about us is that we are, our moms, Latina moms, we are super sweet. We like, we, we love so much and we pamper and everything is very, you know, we have a soft, light touch. And so I wanted goes to be this charming little world that kind of was, was like had all of that imbued into it. You know, so that, you know, it would, um, it would just inspire so much love in moms and in kids too. Like it would have that sort of like charming, sweet Latino feel that I always felt. And so that's kind of the essence of, of Ganticos. It's, it's super sweet. It's soft. And at the same time, it's, it's, it's cute and funny. And, and and they have, there's little like tongue in cheek jokes in there, but it, it, and it feels, you know, it feels like, like a world you want your children to play in, you know, like yeah. this charming little play world.
1: Yeah. Oh, and I got that too. I, I, Cause I was curious about the app and I wanted to, to kind of immerse myself with it along with my nephew. And what's cute about this app, Pollitos Pollitos, right?
0: We call <laughs> my,
1: we call my nephew Elias Pollito because uh, exactly. he just has that Pollito energy. And, and I, I think it was. What was beautiful about it was that it's, I think a lot of my nephews, when I talk to them, I'm like, why aren't you wanting to learn Spanish? And they find it so hard. They find so much pressure with it. They resist it, as you said. And what's beautiful about this app is that it it almost, it does, it, it kind of does show that pride in being Latino without obviously putting it in your face. And it's very beautiful to Exacto. be immersed in that so early on. Like, I, I was watching novelas when I was little and I was immersed in it. That's why I kept the cultura, right? Like, and that's, that's what you're doing in a in grander scheme of things. And I think you're solving a big problem that I think a lot of first-gen, second-gen moms have had their whole lives.
0: <laughs> Total. No, the idea is that, like, you know, the kids will love it and it'll be fun. I mean, the, the Canticos app is, like, really the only thing out there that will help moms pass their language and their culture on to the, like the two-year-old set, the two, three-year-old set um, where they don't have to read and yet they'll develop pre-reading skills. They don't have to know how to count, but they'll develop counting skills. They'll develop vocabulary skills and they'll, they'll learn Spanish. And if, and if they're Spanish dominant and you want them to learn English, you can switch it to the English mode as well. So they can practice their language skills either in English or Spanish.
1: That's so beautiful, and this stemmed from you being a mom and you wanting to pass down the language to your kids. That's beautiful.
0: Thank you. Well, the funny thing is, that I launched. We launched. I should say we, because honestly, uh, Encantos, the, the parent company, Encantos was formed by two Latino families, right? So I'm from Venezuela. My husband's from Colombia. My business partner, Steven, he's from Dominican Republic, and his wife is from El Salvador. All yeah. Right. and our team, so you're team is full of like you're covered. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> our team has has people from all of the you know latin latin spectrum right entonces when we joined forces we were like okay we're gonna make content that is media agnostic we're gonna make books we're gonna do an app and make tech products and we're also going to do animation because it's sort of like people expect you to be everywhere right and it's it's also if you want to really make something that becomes a part of the public consciousness, you have to be everywhere kids are, you know. And so when when they're on the go, when they're hanging out with mom, all she has is her phone, right? So an app is kind of especially if they travel, an app is like that no brainer place where you can entertain them all the time. And then books, you know, there's a certain time when mom's gonna be like, no screens, time for books right. only. So that's when you have the books and then the animation, you know, it's just, it's, it streams on, you can have it on the app, but it also streams on Amazon. You can find Canticos on Amazon. You can find Canticos on VIX. You can find Canticos on YouTube. So for those, I don't know if it's feeding time or playtime or mama's got to get something done. So watch the screen <laughs> a little bit time. There's all the animation.
1: I want to hear more about this story of canticos and how it's. I want I want the audience to know Encantos and canticos the the marriage between the two the inception between the two and the story between the two. So can you walk us through what that is?
0: Sure. So Encantos is the company, right? When we when we came together, we formed Encantos, and the vision of Encantos was really to create stories um, with purpose, inspired by a world of culture, and. Our first brand and our largest kind of our flagship brand is Canticos. In addition to Canticos, though, we do have Tiny Travelers, which is a series of books and puzzles that invites kids to explore countries and cultures of the world. And then we have a third brand that's called Skeletina, Skeletina and the In-Between World. And that's also created by me, and that's completely different look and feel. And it's all about a little girl who helps kids deal with their dreams and their nightmares. (laughs) So, yes, and if you see it, it's a completely different look and feel. And it's more like, as they cuenta, like Tim Burton meets like, you know, Jose Posada, Day of the Dead culture. Encanta, and, you see, know, si, and the idea is to like demystify nightmares because mm-hmm. I struggled with them. So uh, helping, También. giving kids a friend, see, si, see, si, giving kids a friend who lives in the in-between world, who helps them demystify nightmares. And so that's for older kids for like, you know, more of the like, you know, Five to eight, you know, six to 11 set. So Canticos is for the really little kids. And then there's Tiny Travelers. And then there's Skeletina. Different worlds, but all of them celebrate Latinidad in a different way with a different look and feel. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What's beautiful is that, like, really, is you have the representation of Latinidad in just the founders, right? Like, you have the Caribbean, you have South America, Central America. And I think, to your point, what you were saying earlier, so much content that's about Latinos, nuestra comunidad, is so one-dimensional, so cautious, so... Like, you can tell it wasn't made by us. You know what I mean? Total,
0: total. I
1: think it's it's just beautiful because representation makes such a difference. And, I mean, I remember my... I would grow up with, like, Argentinian cantos, right? Like, little, like... I can't even remember what it was, but I remember thinking like they speak a little differently than me, right? Hondurinos speak different. What I love is that you have the representation creating a product for Latinos and it's representative of our differences, our beauty, our our things that bring us together too, right? Because there's so much, we've seen the same songs, El Elefante Se balanceaba. I mean, that's that's a classic, right? Like I claro, think it's, it's beautiful.
0: And the thing is like, I, I like to do things that bring us together. So I, this is like Susie's personal mission, right? So I I, I feel like our, the Latinos here in this country, are very, they're very fractured into communities. And I feel like when divided, we fall, right? So we need to come together as a community for so many different reasons. And so I try to make content that really brings Latinos together. Yeah. And to me, like nursery rhymes are like glue. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No you know it or oh, not. Oh, yeah. They <sighs> will bring multiple generations together, whether, you know, la, la abuelita que no habla inglés con el niñito que no habla español, pero los dos cantan los pollitos, ¿verdad? Or different communities, Argentina, Colombia, Cuba, todos cantan los pollitos, you know, todos cantan las mañanitas. So using like music and culture, you bring together generations, you bring together communities, and you foster just wonderful learning skills in kids. Mm. But o sea, that's to yeah, and, ahead, and, but ahead.
1: that's, that's to that point of like pan-Latinidad and like how it's, cause I feel that all the time. And that's, you know, what I think this platform has kind of become is a, is, is a platform for us to learn and embrace la cultura and know that doesn't matter if you have a Honduran accent or you don't speak in Spanish at all. Like we're all still Latinos because tenemos esencia Latina, right? Like all of us do. Yeah. And that's beautiful. Yeah. And that's what I see in Encanto when I scroll through, I'm like, oh my God, Like beautiful. <laughs> and the, los ¿Sí? niños, yes. they're going to uh-huh. love it. They're going to fall in love, right?
0: See, esa es la idea. ¿Sabes qué? What drives me crazy in this country, it's like, you know, we don't study Latino history in schools. No. You might take a college course when you get there, right? But, even in elementary then. school, <laughs> even then, but in, in elementary school, you'll get American history, you'll get African American history, you'll probably get some Native American history. You won't get any Latino history, even though we've been in this country since the 1500s, right? The the first continuously occupied city that was colonized was St. Augustine in Florida, which was colonized before the pilgrims arrived. St. Augustine was colonized by the Spaniards, right? The whole southern, you know, southwest of the United States from, you know, Texas to California, Nevada, Utah, all those states used to belong to Spain and were Spanish dominant right? We're Spain or Mexico. Entonces, you know, Spanish has been p- spoken here and Latino culture has been here for so, 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 so long. And yet sh- nobody talks about it. Right. And it's and it, it's almost like we're other like, oh, wait, you know, oh, Latinos, you guys are new, you know, <laughs> you know, English is supieran, the only language spoken, huh? right? You know, si supieran. So, 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 like, that's another part of what I, I, I like to espouse for is that, hello, we are a wonderful part of this rich American tapestry right? We contribute. And we make, we we give this country more sasson oh, You know, we, we are so just <laughs>
1: <So right. laughs>
0: a rich source of culture. And we love us. And you know what? You're going to love us too. So that's kind of. A-
1: yes, 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 yes. And what's, I love what you just said, because I think that And again, like I'm thinking in cantos, I think of of all my nephews, I have 18 of them. So son bastante. But I think of all my nieces and nephews, because they're growing up very different, right? Like, I was a sister and daughter of immigrants. And now they're like, kind of, it's going to be more and more far apart from la cultura just a little bit. And what I feel sometimes is that They don't see that representation outside of our family. They see it. They they go to school. And like you said, we don't learn about Latino history. Even in college, there was only Mexican American history classes. There wasn't any Latino history classes, right? Like when you don't, you don't, when you don't see yourself represented, it doesn't feel, and when you're young, right, you want to be cool. It doesn't feel cool Mm -hmm. to be othered. It doesn't feel cool to be Latino. It feels different. It feels like it's too much. Mm -hmm. It feels like it doesn't fit in. And I think like it takes people like you who are changing that narrative so early on, you feel proud of who you are. You feel you feel like you can see yourself on the screen. And I think media is slowly making its way, right? Like creating that representation. Some too forced, but some are doing it. But I feel like the show's like Acapulco, right? Like we're mm-hmm. changing the narrative so that we see more of ourselves so that we're proud of where we come from. But when you don't learn the history, when you don't see yourself out there, so that's if right to be proud of where you come from.
0: Total. And you know it's it's it starts with kids. you know it's it's if you could make them proud when they're little, if you can make them proud on the playground, you know, that's where it starts. You'll make for for teenagers that ha- are more secure about who they are. It's young people that that feel better about you know their roots when they go to college, when they go into the workforce. They are more secure about who they are as people. So I feel like if you if you tackle it when they're children, we're gonna make better adults.
1: Synapse to that. Speaking of you know being a kid and being proud of who your roots and where you come from, I want to go back to your story a little bit of being Venez- Venezuelan and growing up in Venezuela. And you said your
0: your mom's from. Was oh, it your dad who's from? My mom is half Ecuadorian and half Ecuadorian. Irish. But her her grandmother came to this country in the twenties. Back wow. when there were no, you know, casi no habían tantos latinos in New York. She she basically came to New York in her in her in the 1920s from Ecuador, and then her mom. Which by the way, she's one of seven kids, and her mom promptly died, right? And so then um, she was orphaned in New York City, and she was raised by nuns. I, it's a fascinating story. Pero and then she met my grandfather, and they got married. Pero como era chiquita, when she came over from Ecuador like, and my grandfather had such a big personality, kind of the Irish side dominated in my mom's household when she was growing up. Um, and so my mom, but my mom was always drawn to Latinidad. And so when she was 19, she went to Colombia to study and then she went to Spain to study art. So my mom like learned, like basically went in searching for her roots and picked up Spanish and then married my dad, fell in love, moved to Venezuela. So yeah, I, it, I, both of my parents have this kind of rich love for culture. And my, my, my dad is like super musical. Like my, my family in Venezuela, like there isn't a party that, first of all, every single birthday party for all the cousins. Like, and by the way, like you, my, my family is huge. Like what I come from five, tampoco tanto, But my, my father's also six brothers. My mother is seven kids. So I, I understand the whole large family thing.
1: Yeah. Um, It
0: it is what it is. It is what it is. In cada fiesta and every every single time it's someone's birthday, the whole family is there. Right. And there's always singing and there's always good music. It's like such a huge part of the culture. And so that was part of what I wanted to bring. I, I bring it to Canticos and hopefully, you know, the more I'm able to make of Skeletina, I can't wait to bring that to life musically as well.
1: Yeah, I love that context of like your family and their love for culture. How much of that influenced you to be proud of where you come from? You're talking about being proud young and how that makes for better adults. Was that the case? It sounds like that was the case for you. Well, it's was so it? funny.
0: Like it was. Well, so It's so funny. I never experienced a second class citizen complex because when I was little, my parents were so proud of who they were, especially my dad. My dad is, like, from El Guarico in Venezuela, which is, like, the Venezuelan cowboys. And he kind of was like, we're better than the Americans. Like, (laughs) (laughs) he
1: never really
0: really wanted to move to the States. In fact, he didn't move to the States, which kind of didn't work out in the end because Venezuela went through, you know, I don't know if you know the situation out there, but it's not great. And so, but he always, like, my uncles in in Venezuela, they had such a strong, like, Venezuelan culture that it was always like, you know, no, this is better. <laughs> right. No, our culture is better. Our culture is richer. So, and then I would always um like it was it was usually like I'd be on a plane or something and somebody would ask me, "Oh, like what do you like better? Like your Venezuelan culture, your Latino culture or the United States?" And I was and I would be like, "Look, I, I take the best of both worlds." Right. Anyways, I get the best. It's our superpower. The best of both worlds. Exactly. And so, yeah, we always were there there's never been an instance where I haven't been proud of my Latin culture or loved it wasn't until I was an adult and I was in you know working in the agency world and I would meet people who just had all of these misconceptions about who we were so I, I want to say it wasn't until like my my 30s because honestly in my 20s I was in sort of you know diverse New York Right, right. Where <laughs> Latinidad is completely like a part of life. But when I started like meeting, you know, working with very corporate clients and traveling and, you know, Minnesota
1: or, Obvious, or Minneapolis, we'll so all these different that. places.
0: <laughs> so, you know, I, you know, these places where, you know, they're tr- they're getting to know the Latina customer. And I would find these um these sort of misconceptions and then, you know, all the stats about, you know, oh, lower income or, you know you know, whatever, different uh, rate for this or rate for that. And I was like, yeah, but you guys don't get it. And, and it was sort of, and I, I had this one client who once asked me, he's like, why don't Latinos just assimilate the way every other immigrant group that's come to the United States has?
1: Uh, what? He, he, I, he
0: asked that question for real. And I was like, because uh, we love our culture. Have you been to our parties? <laughs> you know? It's like, like why, why would, would we, we? <laughs> right, right why would we want to let our culture go? and And, you know, he he felt comfortable enough with me to ask the question, but it was like, dude, get to know us. Why would we want to let all of that go? So yeah, for me, it's and and I also I'm going to attribute it also to my mom, who just, you know, she was a gringa in in Latin America, and she just she she loved. You know, look at the indigenous things over here. Look at these textiles from over here. Look at this, you know, this beautiful woodwork. This, she was just in love with culture and she passed on that to, she passed that on to myself completely to me.
1: That's beautiful. I have so much that just came to my mind after that story was shared and, and just so much gratitude to, to folks like you, Susie, who are really challenging so many people's perspectives on nuestra comunidad. And I think it's people like you who are making space for our stories and our beauty and our culture. So just so much gratitude to you. And also just thinking about if you were in that room, how would those clients depict Latinidad, right? Like it's... Just, I mean, even thinking about what was the Speedy Gonzalez and how much people were like, that isn't okay. I mean, I grew up like watching Speedy Gonzalez, and I was like, I thought it was normal. I was like, oh, this is cool. Like it's about si, the culture. Si, but si. growing up and realizing, oh my God, there was a lot of problematic si, things si, with si, that, si, right?
0: See, si, 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 there were, there were. Dude, Speedy is, like con- I have mixed feelings about Speedy because I loved Speedy just for like Speedy, too. Speedy the character yeah. Speedy. It was yeah, everything same. around Speedy that was wrong, right? But, but Speedy, the character, just Speedy. Can we just take Speedy and redo him with like different surroundings? Yes, because because yeah, I love Speedy Gonzalez. I was like,
1: I love him, but I didn't realize see? the stuff that was going on around. Neither to, did like, I. Rough. I was yeah, like,
0: ne- see, <laughs> neither did I. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's a constant effort to um to change the way we're perceived, and for me, honestly, it's it's such a privilege. Like the reason I even went into, um, the reason I, I, I first, when I went, one of my, my, my first career was in advertising. My second career is, is kids content and, and, you know, Latino content, right? And I, I like to say, again, Latino feel mainstream appeal. Like everything I do should have mainstream appeal. I, I never want to do something that, that only has Latin appeal because then I'm, I'm telling a very one dimensional story as well. Like I want to always tell stories with universal truths. And if you, when, the reason i started going into his, like latino advertising versus regular advertising was because I, I i was like oh my goodness like if i don't go in like i get american culture really well and i speak fluent english if i don't go in and represent us well who's going to represent like who who am i going to be represented by like in other words it, i i i get culture i get creativity i get the different facets of this market and the difference between what it means to be us latino versus latin american is very very different and i can go and convince these clients to tell beautiful inspirational stories for our people here in this country and and i can represent latinos in like the corporate rooms right in a way that hopefully will elevate us and in a way that'll get them to invest in the community and then after doing that for 15 years i realized there's only so much ambition that the corporate world has to actually move the needle and tell really great brand stories. It's a lot easier for them to just translate this or plug in a celebrity. Right. And I, I ran the other direction, which was I want to um, take everything I learned about messaging from advertising and, and branding from advertising and create beautiful kids' brands with important messages baked inside them That entertain kids, right? And that, and that make, cultivate better humans that culture that has, you know, like content that has purpose, content that has culture, content that's witty and entertaining and, you know, really represents who we are. And so I went that direction.
1: Me encanta, me encanta, because I feel like there's, like you said, one-dimensional, that's been the theme of this conversation, like, so much content that's written about us is very one-dimensional, and I feel like people forget we're just humans, too, like, you know, we go through the same things that everyone goes through, we just have a little extra on in our step, right, That's that's, <laughs> that's what makes us special, and so much, I think, of what I'm planting the seed in the universe, but... So much of these problems with folks, I don't always think anyone's a bad guy for having these one-dimensional thoughts about Latinidad because there is no education around what Latinidad looks like, what Latinidad is. And I'm manifesting in the future that there can be a class where, you know, like European history, American history, there can be a Latino history class where folks can learn about just our beauty, our sazón, all of the things and... I-, I want that to be instilled in this society too, just as everything else, European-based, American-based, is is here too, right? And I'll add one more thing, and I'll say I took a one of the best college classes I ever took was Latin American music class. My favorite. Learned so much about because you know you we, I I grew up with merengue with. Quinito Mendez, right? And uh, Suavemente, like, I grew up with Elvis Crespo, like, all of that music was so in every, every party we had. And learning about where music comes from, the history behind Latinidad through music, right? Like, how we got reggae and where that came from, learning about the slaves that were in Latin America, learning about the indigenous influence in music, like, learning about history through music, through arts, through books, through canticos, right? There's so much beauty in it. And I would just be so proud to be in that class and say, oh, Punta comes from Honduras and that's music that's central to who we are and having folks that are not in the community learn about it. So all that to say, we need more history. We need more beauty. We need more education around nuestro sazón.
0: De acuerdo. Bueno, now that you bring up music, I have to say that um, when, we, when we did the music for Canticos, so music is a big part of Canticos. Which, by the way, if, if, if your kids are watching Coco Melon, please stop, unplug that, because you have to listen to the Canticos music. I'm just, I'm, I'm uh, full out. Can off you say plugging. it one more time?
1: One more time for the folks in the back.
0: If, 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 you're, if, if your kids are watching Coco Melon, stop that now. Like, unplug that and put them, like, start listening to the Canticos music. Our music is fantastic. And we specifically looked at different genres of Latin music. So you'll hear merengue, you'll hear bachata, you'll hear cumbia, you'll hear song, you'll hear all of the different reggaeton. We, we specifically, we worked with really talented musicians. One of them is one of Natalia La Furcada's musicians, and the other one is, comes from Los Amigos Invisibles. So we worked with like really top-tier uh, musicians to create music that adults would love as much as children. So, um, yeah, and it just really celebrates different aspects of latin music. So, every cantico song you can you can hear. Sometimes yeah, there's a lullaby or there's something that's a little bit more classical like being bong, you know. But <laughs> in general, you'll hear like lots of different musical styles with canticos.
1: I am in love cuz music is another part. I feel like we got to think about how we preserve the culture. Sometimes it's through language, sometimes it's through food. We could talk about that. But sometimes it's through dance and the music, which is, they're all central pieces of our, our culture as a whole. And I think that's across the board. It doesn't matter where you're from, right? Like the language, the music, the food, it's across the board. We have Sassoon in all of it. And I love that you incorporated music that's from nuestros países because there's something, there's something nostalgic and something like warm about listening, like listening to bachata, merengue, salsa, like, it just brings you back to home, right? At least for me, it claro. does. Like it brings me back to like this is our music.
0: Meno, <laughs> claro, and that, además, if you like the music, you'll you'll probably sing it more with your kid, and you you can listen to it in the car, and it won't annoy you. But no when you don't like the music that's playing from your kids, from what your kids are like, Coco Melon, it gets annoying really fast, you know. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh, I'm going to send this episode out to all the moms and all the dads in my family because <laughs> they need to listen. Because I hear Coco Melon all the time and I'm like, Ay Dios oh mío
0: <laughs> It's so bad, you know? And like, it's a point of pride for me. Like, if we're going to do, and we're, 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 no, our music is fantastic. They say, our biggest exports are music and food, right? Music, like, Salsa outsells ketchup in this country, right? And our music is, is, is exported around the world. You go to you go to clubs. I was in Bali um, a couple of years ago in some, you know, resort, whatever. What were they playing? Chiquita. You know? Really? See, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, it's like our music is like an end and Pitbull or something like that. Our music is just everywhere.
1: Mr. You know? Worldwide. And
0: people, <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. Absolutely. So it's, you know. It's one of those aspects of our culture and fashion. También. O sea, we have a, there are a lot of we're a heavy um, influencers when it comes to fashion. Entonces, let's get there with storytelling. Let's get there with content. Mm. Oh, let's get there with storytelling.
1: <laughs> this conversation is so beautiful. I love. I love what y'all are building. I love what y'all are doing. And for everyone listening, download the app right now. Get your kids on it. Start singing. I, I, I was singing lullabies after I was showing my nephew. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna plug. We're having a, a big sale right now um, at, at our ourcantiquessworld.com. If you go there, all of our books. I think today might actually be, yeah. I, when when will this episode air? Just out of curiosity.
1: It'll air in a few weeks
0: that's good, okay free, so then okay our holiday sale will be going on then so our holiday sale is going on right now and so definitely go to canticosworld.com and you can check out the app and all of our books we have like a wonderful collection of bilingual board books for those of you that are raising littles and want more ways to engage them in english and in spanish and in nada um just such a pleasure to have this conversation and to talk about all of the wonderful things that we're doing with the beautiful Odalis. You, can't, you guys can't see her, but I can tell you that she's gorgeous. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, claro que sí. Dame todo Pero el amor. Sí, <laughs> <laughs> sí no, no. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here and, and, and reach Latinos out there. They that, that care about who we are. And, you know, just really fast, 26% per ki- of kids, 26% of kids in this country are Latino. Only 5% of media represents them. That has to change, right? And when it comes wow. to adults, it gets even worse. It's something like, you know, 4% of stars in Hollywood movies are Latinos where we're 20% of the market. So we're so unrepresented. And when you think of like who we're playing in most roles, we're, we're playing drug dealers, right? Look at Ozark. Look at, um, like all the big shows, you know. <laughs> Or you know, or we're we're just not, we don't have great roles, right? And so we just, we've got to believe in ourselves. We've got to write. We've got to draw. We've got to create. We've got to believe in our ideas. And we have to validate them, us first. We have to validate each other and support each other. And we have to create our own narrative.
1: Yes, we do. I want to do one last thing with you, Susie, which is a brindis. I like doing it con cafecito. Or water, because it's afternoon for us.
0: So I, I do have water. <laughs>
1: oh, perfect. <laughs> I have my cafecito.
0: <laughs> okay, perfect.
1: <laughs> Sorry. I have my cafecito with me. I like ending all of these episodes con un brindis. And I like asking my guests, Susie, what do you want to cheers to and what do you want to manifest for nuestra comunidad latina? A ver, I want to
0: manifest just orgullo, orgullo colectivo, en quien somos. I want to manifest just a world where we feel empowered and enriched by who we are, and where we raise proud children who are also proud of who they are. So, chinchin? Perfect.
1: So, (laughs) chinchin? That was the best thing anyone's ever done during a rindis on this show. So, thank you, Susie, for bringing that on here. (laughs) My pleasure, my pleasure, my dear Yes, yes. I wish this conversation with Suzy was forever. I could I could sit down, tener un cafecito con Susie is like the most entertaining, beautiful conversation ever. And I'm so excited y'all were a part of that. Por favor, connectense. Connect with Susie on all social media platforms. Follow Encantos, Canticos. Download Canticos right now and have your kids listen to it. Como dijo ella, like she said, no more Coco Melon, all right? We are done with the Coco Melon. We are doing Canticos only. But really hope y'all enjoyed this episode and thank y'all again for always rocking with me. See y'all next week for more Cafecito and Chisme. For all Hello Latino updates, follow Hello Latino podcast on Instagram. You can also follow me on my personal Instagram, ohj 4 S-M-I-N-E, and find me on LinkedIn. Check out my website for any more details, olalisejasmine.com y con mucho amor, tu amiga hondureña.